Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Movies. And this time, we're going to be talking about... Knock at the Cabin. Now, in your own words, how would you describe it? So, it's a movie of a family that's vacationing in a cabin in the woods. And they meet these interesting people that show them a viewpoint of life that's very very interesting i think i don't want to make any spoilers <laughs> my initial thoughts well i saw the movie once already and i rewatched it again with you not much has changed in terms of how i perceived it it's it's okay but it's kind of forgettable in some areas like i'm not gonna okay. i wasn't there's some parts that i do like that we will probably get into but a lot of the film didn't really stand out in terms of its themes primarily because of the fact that it was pretty overt it didn't really it leave... does have a few themes though yeah but it didn't leave it to your imagination it kind of just spilled everything out and didn't really let you think about what was going on so hmm. for me it wasn't it was an okay film there's some parts i do like about it but there's also other parts that really hindered it for me what about you I was very confused during like the first probably half of the film and then I started understanding what it was about but I don't know I didn't love it it's not a movie that I would watch again I feel like maybe it's because it's based on just like one house and there's no other really scenery or it's just like the things that happen but I would say that it is forgettable like ask me two months from now and I there would be some things that I wouldn't um know how to answer what are some aspects of the film you do like? So I like that they incorporated a gay couple into the movie because it wasn't just thrown in there. They also kind of discussed some of the difficulties of being gay in the modern world. Like, for example, they alluded to him having to go to therapy because he got hit in a bar. Andrew, and then right? Andrew, yeah. And then it turns out that the same guy that hit him in the bar was the same, was one of the people that were there. So at first they thought that they were targeted because of that, which is something that I feel like happens, con not constantly, but maybe constantly, like it it can happen. What did you think of the premise of the film? Just that, you know, you have to sacrifice someone in your family in order to save the apocalypse. Would you sacrifice uh, someone you love, like a family member? That's the thing. The thing is that obviously at the beginning, no one believes it. They're like, you guys are crazy. But then they start seeing the news. And at first I didn't believe it either because I was like, they could have easily like altered the news and just like plugged in videos that they wanted to see and wanted to show. So I was like, mm, I don't really understand it. But then towards the end, you when you see the planes fly, um, like crashing and you see all of the destruction that's happening and you, you start realizing that it's real and they start realizing that it's real too. And it's not only the TV, but they go outside and you see the wind, you see the sky is changing and then you actually see a plane falling down, which is the same thing that you were seeing shown online. At that point, I feel like I would probably sacrifice. <laughs> so at the, I would be sacrificed. So at the very end, essentially, that's when you would be <laughs> convinced. Yeah. I think the cinematography was something that I really enjoyed. The way they framed the characters. Uh, there was a certain scene when the the parents first get tied up to the chair. You see Dave Batista is like in the center of the frame. So you see them on either end. When they were first knocking at the door, Dave Batista and his group. When you see 
the parents trying to defend themselves, pretty much whoever is taking charge is in the forefront, while the one that's kind of not doing anything at that moment is in the background. So you get to see that kind of dynamic change visually, as opposed to just having that stated. So you can see how the way they're the, the way the characters are positioned in the frame, the way they're positioned in the, throughout the film is really interesting. And it's a lot better than uh, M. Night Shyamalan, which is the director of this film. It's a lot better than his old, his previous film called Old, which was the one in the beach oh, where I they age. That. Um, that was not good. That movie was not <laughs> it. The cinematography for that one was especially jarring because he even let his children film certain scenes. And you can tell by the way they're not set even, up. Not even the cinematography, just the idea of them. Like, maybe not the idea, but... I don't know, just something about that film did not hit. Yeah, but well, regarding specifically the cinematography, in this case, it was um a lot better. Although it was fun to see this, him flexing, you know, the way he, his direction here in this film. I didn't really know what it added to it sometimes. And he included himself. Honestly, when we were going back to watch the film, I kind of forgot it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually I retain certain information from the film. Although one part of it that I that did grow on me and isn't as I think his name is Andrew, the one that had the gun. Yeah. I thought he was like overacting a lot with some some scenes where he's just going crazy in the chair. My first time viewing it, I thought he was kind of being a little bit extra in that sense. My second time viewing though, I kind of You understand. It made more sense to see him act like that. I guess like I could see certain parents or certain people, you know, go crazy or ballistic in the face of this type of adversary where you don't want to believe it. So the performance wasn't as, I guess, annoying for me personally. I think everyone did pretty good, except maybe for the beginning. I didn't like the dialogue of the little girl when at the beginning, it just felt like, again, I might shaman with his recent films, the way they, they speak is very interesting. It doesn't seem, yeah, it doesn't seem natural, but I think it grew on me later, but for the most part, her acting was okay. One thing, not related to that, but one thing that I feel like missed or something that they could have elaborated on was the grasshoppers in the cage, in the jar. Because I feel like in the beginning, they went super strong with the grasshoppers. In the middle of the movie, he mentions, oh, and well, towards the beginning, he's like, oh, um, well, and I like to catch grasshoppers, right, Gwen? And then Andrew gets him mad. But after that, they didn't really mention it. And I guess it's like similar because or connected because they're like the grasshoppers in the jar. But at the same time, they never feel like if at the end they would have shown like a grasshopper like jumping out of the jar or something, that would have been. Yeah, to to make more sense of the symbolism of what the grasshopper represents in this case, because she's grabbing them and kind of trapping them in a jar or trapping them in the house. Again, I get it that the symbolism is probably there, that they're probably like the grasshoppers, but they didn't elaborate yeah it was just it was there but i felt like uh it wasn't really expanded on like what you said Mm, and what did you think of the flashbacks because you had mentioned that you liked them i thought they added some interesting character building to the main protagonist the fathers i thought that it gave some interest some good background as to where their headspace is at and the way they tackle the subtle homophobia of the people around them in the beginning like of his parents i think it was eric's parents Ooh, they have dinner with them and they're just really awkward. They just almost can't accept that their son is either married or going to be married to another man. Then you see that they have to, one of them has to fake that yeah. their wife isn't there. That was then, like, wow. To, to adopt a child. 
it's interesting to see that type of struggle with these type of relationships because especially for a film that although it's not it didn't, it didn't blow up but it's a relatively mainstream type of film and what aspects did you think that just weren't hitting at all mm, i feel like they were they were a little overreactive but at the same time it's to be expected because they believe that the apocalypse is coming I didn't like at first that they were introducing themselves because I didn't understand the point of them trying to like want them to know them you get me but then I kind of understood I guess to kind of make more of a connection and so they would believe them but I don't know over I didn't hate the film it was a good film it's just I don't think there were like any specific aspects that I hated. How about you? <laughs> There's some aspects primarily towards the end that I really just did not like that much. What I do know is that this film was based off of a book. And when we were watching the film, the bathroom scene, when they try to shoot. Oh, the yeah. Action, right? What actually happens there. So in the book, they fight for the gun. That does happen. But the, the gun accidentally goes off. And kills when oh no but the issue here is that her death doesn't count because you have to agree on who you want to kill by the end of the book the two fathers decide that we're just gonna let the apocalypse happen and then see what whatever happens happens and then the book ends kind of ambiguous where you just don't really know whether or not that was a real thing or not from what i gathered so you can tell that M. Night Shyamalan, they don't want to go in that direction. Very dark. Yeah. But I, I also wasn't a huge fan of just the overt light direction that they went on, where it's just essentially a happy ending, all things considered. One thing that really bugged me was just the sheer exposition in certain parts where, oh, can't you see, it's this is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Each I person symbolizes... I because I wouldn't have... Personally, I would not have even connected that or realized that unless he had said it. If they didn't say that, uh, there's no way I would have gotten it. I feel like that impacts the rewatchability of certain things because pretty much everything there was to get, you can kind of get it on the first watch. There wasn't much that needed analysis. I feel like it doesn't. he doesn't trust the audience to find these things out. At the end, when Eric was uh, talking to Andrew... He was just telling them everything. They, literally, the whole movie was being explained at that point. The entire themes built up to that point were being explained to you and told to you one by one. Yeah. And then what? another thing which I found a bit inconsistent was that wasn't it supposed to be that all three of them were supposed to come to an agreement as to who will be the one to die? And then when was hiding in a tree the whole, like for that last time? So she didn't make that choice. I feel like by her going... That was like her choice. She was like, okay, I trust you guys to do whatever. I just feel like that's not consistent with the rules. So that were they supposed to talk to the kid and be like, do we kill daddy Eric? Yes. Kill daddy like, you, know, you know, that would have been so much more interesting, actually. <laughs> do you know how interesting that choice would have been to see a child have to come up, like find a way to make this decision, like to sacrifice one of your parents? They don't to put her in that position. I know, but that's what the rules stated, you know? So if... Again, it'll be nice. It'll be interesting, at least an interesting way to see how does a child handle this decision making. I also felt like it was a rated R film and I felt like there wasn't really a lot of explicit violence. I would like to see just when each person was sacrificing themselves, 
if we could actually watch to see what you know the type of impact that was having well, on the person. Why didn't they do that? Did they just not have the the money to? Show There's probably a bunch of reasons why they didn't show. They showed the first death, kind of. No, they did not. They showed him, and then when they were about to hit him, I think they moved the camera. Yeah. To somewhere else. So again, it felt like it's rated R, and yet they're not showing that much. It felt like a PG thirteen film. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Minus the cursing. But past that, there wasn't really anything else that warranted a PG. Uh, well, stabbing already. him at the leg. I Would that guess. be PG-13? <laughs> that wasn't... It's like one like one scene or a few scenes where you see blood, I don't think warrants... Like it would, I feel like films like that should take advantage of it. But again, I felt like M. Night Shyamalan, the director, wanted to make this a very accessible film. But it came at a detriment of really expanding on really interesting themes that could be explored. I felt like there was a lot of aspects of it that really could have been done better and made the film more memorable. A lot of scenes that could have made it interesting, you know, for the sake of accessibility and then to insert these very, again, explicit religious themes into it. Kind religious. Of. Well, he said that they're the four, four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know. Is that related to the Bible? Yes. Oh, well, you see, I don't know that. For me, it was religious. I was like, that makes sense. Okay, so the apocalypse has these four things, ideas that would lead to it or something. <laughs> like, even their colors are apparently, like, representative of the four horsemen. Yeah, and she, um, this lady, the nurse, what's her name? Sabrina. The nurse Sabrina, she had mentioned to... Eric, when they were in the bathroom, she was like, "Yeah, in the visions, we even saw like the colors, and and when we met, we were all dressed in the colors, and those so those were the colors of the apostles, apostles. I guess you yeah. could call them apostles of the apocalypse of uh, horsemen, horsemen <laughs> of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> also, I didn't like the fact that they had um again. I do. I do. Leonard was the Batista's like, Leonard. characters. Leonard. When Leonard was like, I believe that your love is so pure. That's why you were chosen. It's like, why are you, why are you saying it? Like, I felt like everything was explained to me. Everything was just told to me. It was. Because they didn't know anything. They had to explain it to them. Because they were trying to convince them. Honestly, I don't see another way for them to try to convince. Like, I don't see another way to do this movie other than them. Unless it would be showing them something. But what can you show them to convince them? You have to talk it out and you have to explain to them. I mean, they show them the news. But other than, like, it's a news. That could be fake. Sure. If they showed a video of someone saying that, it would be the same thing as if Leonard was saying. On my first viewing, it was, for me, there was that kind of back and forth where I was wondering, would this be real? Is Are they lying? Are they not? Sometimes, like, they, they brought good reasons as to why Eric might be in not the right state of mind because he had the concussion and yeah. that that light that he saw could have but just we been... we saw it too. We saw it too. I mean, yeah, but we're... From his perspective, we were looking at his perspective and he saw the light and you could attribute that to him having a concussion. So it, it does an okay job of really finding reasons why you could and you could and you shouldn't believe them. It's just that, again, the execution just wasn't memorable. Although the cinematography was okay, I think I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the way it was filmed. The overall story just didn't really land. And I felt like, again, there's more that could have been done in this area. There was a part that I think did the opposite of what you're saying. I think like at the end, 
Do you remember the end when after Leonard dies that they're talking to each other trying to decide like you know who they kill but Andrew is like no no let's go like let's just figure it out and Eric is like figure it out for what we're just gonna leave one in this world of apocalypse that doesn't make any sense I really like the flash forwards because we've been shown flashbacks all this time I saw one flash and they gave one flash forward of Eric old Eric I know old Andrew with when and not only that but I feel like when they were super close to each other and they started like talking Andrew started screaming and he was very violent and which is something that they had talked before about Andrew being violent and he started screaming they hate us like we like you know not only them as people just like the the queer community they're like they hate us like they're just doing this it's wrong and he was going into the darkness when he was saying that they were kind of like turning around and he was going to the darkness and then eric was going into the light like he was starting to face to go into the light mm-hmm. um and he was the one that was thinking that they had to kill someone to get the better to make the situation better so i don't know i think that movement of them going one into the light and one into the darkness what they were saying that And once they had the conversation and they basically understood what they had to do, you see them kind of going towards the other side. And then they're kind of like half light, half dark, more equal. And that's when they make the final decision. And boom, killed. <laughs> I, I I do think, okay, the framing there was good and the lighting in terms of showing and showing how they felt you know, physically. I just still think that the daughter had to make the choice too. I just think that she just had to be there. Maybe. That the, I swear, to you, if we look at the rules there, it said all three of you have to come to this decision. <laughs> Which makes me think that maybe the daughter already made that decision. Because when she asked, when, when Andrew went up, he mentioned, uh, well, she mentioned. She gave Eric a hug. She did not give Andrew a hug. No, no, but when Andrew went up to the treehouse after he killed Eric, when mentions. Oh, did uh Daddy Andrew, did Daddy Eric save the world? Mm. So that makes me think. At least the way, the only way I can make it make sense in my brain is that okay, maybe she made the decision already and already knew that Eric was the one that was gonna go. For That's me, the only way that I could. For me, it could be that, but I I feel something. I actually noticed when we were watching. I noticed that she, um she tells Eric tells her to go up, and then she gives Eric a hug. Like they hug for like a second. You know that seems like a goodbye. But then she passed by by Andrew and he just did like, okay. <laughs> like they didn't hug. It wasn't a goodbye. So I feel like at least that moment it kind of made a little bit more sense. I think everyone throughout the film was believable. Ron, oh my God, I need to mention that Ron from Harry Potter is here. That's the first thing that I was shook. I was like, oh, Ron, is that you? Yeah. I love that. But then they killed him so fast. And he didn't have a British accent. Yeah, he did a good job playing a... What right? was it? Yeah, he didn't have a British accent, though. He played a... Was a trucker or some kind? Yeah. Some I forgot what the hell yeah. he did. He was just some American homophobic guy who hit someone. Hey, with the, yeah, he's the one that hit Andrew with the beer bottle. Um, he hit him twice. Twice, yeah. He was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> All right, so what's your out of 10 rating? Mm, I think... Uh, 6.8 really yes because it wasn't great but it wasn't bad but i think it deserves more than a five 
<laughs> more than a six. Would you recommend a film? Yeah. I would recommend it to like watch it once if you're like bored. <laughs> Very high acclaim here. <laughs> I would give it I would give it a five. A solid five. I'm very indifferent towards the film. Indifferent? You don't sound indifferent. Again, I mean, I have a lot of criticisms of it, but in terms of the acting, in terms of the way it was shot, in terms of the sound mixing, it was it was good. Although there wasn't much music that stood out to me, other than other than that one theme song they were playing in the car. Yeah, no, they didn't have. But past that. But I like that. I like that. That was the oh, that's where it went full circle, with the meet the song at the end. That made it seem like okay, everything's gonna be okay. Like Eric is still in our hearts. That's what that song meant. Yeah, it's maybe just me being cynical and expecting like the worst. <laughs> a dark ending for every film. And then if it's not a if it's a happy ending, it's like unrealistic in my head, maybe. But uh, mm. I felt again just the way the the things were panned out, the way things were explained, the way that the film was really adamant to tell you what everything meant. And what, you know, these guys symbolize this and Leonard symbolizes this and everyone else is, this is exactly what it means. Can't you see? I see it now. It's like, okay, well, yeah. well okay. <laughs> I guess that's that's all that I'm going to get out of this film. It reminds me of a recent film I watched, uh, The Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. I watched that too. You <laughs> you were in the, you were in the theater. You were present. <laughs> There was a scene where one of the characters, you can tell there's a little tick that something happens very subtly, but then that character, when when whatever, when there's a payoff to this setup, right? Instead of just letting that setup, that payoff happen, he's like, oh, well, in these three instances when this happened, and it shows you cuts the flashbacks of exactly these three instances, mm. this is when this happened, and that's how I got, like, that's how I got this. It was like, okay, but... I think what, that's something that Marvel. I know, but wouldn't have been, wouldn't it have been better, had it been subtle enough? For if I watched again, I could point out, oh, that's when this happened. Oh, okay, that's I see. Style. I know. So that's something that happened here that I felt took away a lot of the replayability of this film. So yeah, I think a five is <laughs> probably my rating. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I wouldn't recommend it. And uh, I think that's pretty much our entire discussion regarding. Knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. We will be here next week for whatever film we decide to cover. Yeah, tune in. You're. <laughs>